Thanks for listening to the Galilee Students Podcast. We exist to help students love God, love others, and serve all. Thank you, Blake. Thank you, Stephanie. Appreciate it very much. You guys awake? Hey, uh, we're starting a brand spanking new series, and it's called Anthem, and I'm really glad you're here because it's a really important thing that you're going to do the rest of your entire life. And it's called, uh, and we talk about it a lot, but a lot of times we don't focus on it very much. But we are starting this series. It's, it's all about worship. It's going to be why we worship, why, why in the world does, do we sing afterwards, why in the world do we give God glory, why do we do that? Um, it, it's just going to really talk about all of those things. And tonight we are looking at this main truth. If you go ahead to that main truth, uh, it's we worship with all of creation. What are you doing up there, man? Yeah, keep going. One more, one more, one more. There you go. Hey, uh, so here is, here's the tagline when your parents ask you when you're riding home tonight. Hey, what'd you talk about? We are going to be really rallying around this one point. Hopefully by the end of tonight, this makes a little more sense. But tonight we're going to talk about this, that we, that you and I, that we worship with all of creation. Like everything that God has created. Uh, now we know this, when it, we, we talk about created things, there are some created things that are really useful and there's some that are really beautiful. And many are both, right? They're useful and they're beautiful. Like it's a good thing. But then... But here's what all of everything, every created thing has all, it has this in common. They all have this in common, that this, it's all created things tell us something about the person or the God that created it. Everything in creation tells us, is saying something about the, the, the creator of that or the creator himself. Uh, it tells us, like, like, here's something, if you go ahead to that next slide, this is called the dog umbrella, the dog umbrella. it's called, dog umbrella. Now, you can tell, but the creator here obviously definitely loves dogs, right? Like, it walks around with this to keep the dog, so, you know, the dog doesn't get wet. It isn't afraid of looking like a weirdo on a walk, you know? It just, just walks around like that, but you can tell this creator, like, it's, it, there's something that they love about dogs. Like, the, the next item we have up here is this, I think it's called the nest bed. Um, somebody's really... Anybody else really passionate about napping? Like you're pro taking a nap, like you're for that. I am too. I'm pro nap. Um, Jesus nap. <laughs> um, I'm guessing the creator of this one, like every Halloween, dresses up as a bird. You know, I just think that's their vibe. I don't, I don't know. It's kind of art for napping. I don't know. I don't think I want to sleep on that, but that's something. Another thing that we see here that tells us a little about something about the creator, this is an alarm clock with the built-in coffee maker, all right? So it tells us a little something about the creator, that the creator of this one, right, is not a morning person. They need an alarm clock, and right when they wake up, they need hot coffee. Um, it's like everything you need for a successful morning for many people. I'm not, anybody else not a coffee drinker? I like the smell of it. Uh, I like the thought of it. Of, I love the thought of caffeine, but I just don't like the taste of it. Uh, every year I try one cup of coffee to see if, like, maybe the whole... 45 years before this was like a bust, and every year it's like, no, nah, still not good. But you guys, you guys enjoy your, enjoy your coffee. Um, another one is this. This is a famous one. This is called the Hubble Telescope. And obviously the, the creator of the Hubble Telescope really wasn't into what it looks like, because it looks like 
a tin can that a, a five-year-old made, right? Uh, like here, hey, can you get some foil and put it on the outside of the tin can and get a couple little mirrors and put it? Like this looks like, doesn't it look like a five-year-old created this thing? Like this is something a five-year-old's playing with? But here's the thing. The creator of the Hubble telescope wasn't worried about aesthetics and what it looked like. It did not care about that because it didn't care if it looked like a can of soup. The Hubble telescope doesn't care about being the coolest looking telescope known to man. The Hubble telescope cares about capturing images like these. Yeah, ah. These kind of images um, from the Hubble telescope, if you go on nasa.org, you can see all kinds of things that the Hubble telescope has captured. And if you're like me, when I look at, at, at images like those two images, um, it tells us something about the Creator. It tells us something about the Creator God. It's, it tells us that He is there. For most of us, when we see images like these distant galaxies and what's going on in those two pictures, they fill us with awe and wonder like you guys. You're like, oh, like it's just what we do and we see things like that. And they, what they really make me do, and hopefully tonight as we talk, like it really will make you think about God as a Creator. Like those types of, of images. You see, because like any creation, uh, our, our entire universe tells us a lot about the God who created it. I, I don't know for you, but what part of creation most reflects God's image for you? And when we're talking about creation, I'm talking about things like this, like the night sky. Maybe you've had moments when you look at the night sky and you're like, man, that just screams God, like I just, I just know there's a God, maybe it's a sunrise or a sunset, maybe it's the beach when you're on the beach, like you just know that there is a God, maybe it's for some of you, it's, it's the mountains instead of the beach, or a river, or it's a lake, or an ocean, or other humans around you, or something in, in animal, animal life that just does that, I want you to take 30 seconds, and I want you to talk to someone around you, and I want you to ask this question, or answer this question, which part of creation most reflects God's image to you? God's creation, what reflects God's to you? Answer that question. you got 30 seconds. I'll give you 30 seconds. Cool, cool, cool. That's 30 seconds. Uh, time is up. Um, from when I was in middle school till I was in my early 30s, uh, I got to live in the state of Florida. Um, it, was, it was cool to live in Florida just like you think it would be. Uh, sometimes it's just so hot you don't even think about the beach at all because you're just sweating all the time, all day, every day. But one of my favorite things to do, and when I would really see God's creation, uh, was when a hurricane would come into the Gulf of Mexico. Now, when a hurricane would come into the Gulf of Mexico, here's my first move. Everybody that was on the television or in the newspaper or on the radio would say this, okay, do not go to the beach because the waves are going to be much larger. This, you should not go. Like, don't go. It's not safe to go. But one of my favorite things to do while everyone else was fleeing the beach was to go to the beach when a hurricane was coming. Because I'm telling you, there was just something about being thrown around like a rag doll in these huge waves that just, I, I felt 
like, I just knew that there was a God. Like, I, it sounds crazy, but as I'm body surfing, I'm like, man, the, God is powerful. If you think about this, if he has, if he can, like, move me with a wave, imagine what he can do with all of his power. And it's just one of those moments over and over again where I would just think about the glory and the power of God in creation, that we, we were worshiping with all of creation. This past summer, me and my family got to go to Hawaii, and it was one of these moments the entire time we're there. Every drive, every time we, we got out of the car, every time we went to the beach, every time we went up into uh, the mountains there, that it was like God was just like showing off. Like he was just showing out. Like it was just so much beauty. And it was just, man, you're like, you know what? There must be a creator. There's no way this just happens. And two little things hit this little thing and makes this beauty. There's no way possible. I don't know if that's ever happened to you. Maybe outside enough, but has it ever happened to you where you just, like, has nature ever connected you to God and his glory? Because tonight, that's what we're talking a lot about. That God and his creation shows us his glory over and over again. Even tonight, I peeked out the back door, you know, where the uh, playground is. Uh, the kids go out there and play. I opened that back door, and you should have seen the sunset tonight. It was just gorgeous. I'm just like, God, look at you. Look at you. Look at you. Just showing off right now. I'm talking about your glory. And you're like, hey, here's a nice little uh, something for you, Brian. And I just uh, saw God's glory. And here's the thing. When we think about connecting with God, we often think about God. We think about connecting with him through what we're doing right now. Somebody preaching. And I know some of you, like, this is not the way you want to connect with God. Because for some of you, I just know. I know this. It's boring sometimes. I know some Wednesdays you're like, does this dude, will he ever shut up? Will we just not do, will you just be quiet and get done with this so we can go on to what we want to do? I know a lot of times we think we have to connect with God through this or it's through prayer or it's through we have to read our Bible. But I'm telling you, there are a lot of creative ways to connect with our creator. So many creative ways that we can connect with our creator. And one of them is being in his creation. I want to talk tonight a little bit about how creation can help us connect and the Bible talks a lot about this. Right in the middle of the Bible, there is a, a book called Psalms. It is the longest book in the Bible. Uh, there's 150 chapters that in the book of Psalms. And all through Psalms, it's doing this. It's a collection of like songs, and it's a collection of poems. And it, sometimes it's really hard to understand, but if you really take it slowly, you can get a little more. But Psalms is kind of like this manual for worship. And it's just manual for life. And it's just manual of, of showing God's glory and how, how great he is. And over and over as you read the Psalms, it's just crazy how it points out to the glory of God. And some of these are personal stories of people, like the author writes down where they're really struggling through things, but yet they still see the glory of God. Some of them it's about they're really hoping for certain things. Some of them are about their fears. Some of them are like songs of praise and worship about how the author feels about God. Some of them tell stories that help us know the character of God. And all of these things, like the glory of God in creation is plastered all through them. It's a common theme throughout the entire book of Psalms. I just finished, it's, it's kind of weird that, when, I don't know why things line up like this. I, I've been working through the book of Psalms, 150 chapters. Today, this morning, uh, I, I finished 150. And every day I just take my journal and I just write out Psalms 150 uh, to 1622. That's what I write. And then I just say, okay, what does this say about God? 
What's it say about his glory? What's it say about how we worship him? The last two days, one way you can worship him is through dancing. I'm like, I probably need to dance more. You know what I'm saying? I need to be TikTok, right? And I'm not going to do that because I'm way too old for that. I'll break something. Uh, but I, there's so many different ways to worship God. And I think so often we just we stop at a, a song, and which is great, which we're going to do tonight. And we stop it as just reading the word, and we, but there's, God is screaming his glory throughout creation. I want to look at some of these psalms tonight. Uh, this first one here uh, says this, and just look at the imagery that, 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 that this, the writer is trying to point to God. And I want you to get this mental picture of what this, this writer is trying to tell us about God here. Look what he says, the heavens proclaim the glory of God. That's what's happening when I walked out the back door tonight. It was just proclaiming the glory of God. The skies display its craftsmanship day after day. They continue to speak. Night after night, they make him know. You walk out tonight after we're all done. I hope you'll look up and it's a, it's a, it's a, I believe it's a clear night. And the sky is proclaiming the glory of God right now even though we they speak without a sound or a word, and their voice is never heard. Yet their message has gone throughout the earth and their words to all of the world. It continues to say this in the next uh, the slide. It says, God has made a home in the heavens for the sun, and it bursts forth like a radiant bridegroom after his wedding. It rejoices like a great athlete eager to run the race, like the hype music is on for this runner, and he is ready to run the race. It's given this picture of what the sun wants to do, like the sun is ready to go, it's ready to roll, the hype music is on for it. The sun rises at one end of the heavens and follows its course to the other end, and nothing can hide from its heat. You see, creation declares the glory of God, whether it's the sky, whether it's a powerful wave, whether it's a mountain, whether it's whatever, it could be a star, they are speaking to us. And maybe tonight you don't believe in God. If you're not there yet, right? And that's okay. We, we, we love, we, we welcome people who aren't believers. And we just say this, that we're going to continue to talk about God over and over and over again. But I would challenge you, if you don't believe in God, Would you take some time and just look at the night sky? Would you, would you get up on top of a mountain and just look down? Would you go on a snorkeling trip? Would you just, I'm telling you, the glory of God is all around us, and he's declaring it through his, his creation. And the, the world is speaking through waves and through sun and moon and stars, and it's just it's beautiful. Creation declares the glory of God. We're going to go ahead and look at Psalms chapter 8. Uh, go, go ahead, one more. Yeah, here's another one. It says this, when I look at the night sky and I see the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars that you set in place, what are mere mortals that you should think about? Human beings that, that you should care for them. The psalmist here is saying like creation puts things into perspective for us. It just does. Have you ever look up at the sky and you feel the smallness of your life? Like, man, I am nothing compared to the Milky Way. I'm nothing compared to that sunrise or a tall mountain or or some of the images we saw from the Hubble telescope tonight. A line from one of my favorite movies in Tombstone talks about this verse right here. Uh, it's an old Western movie uh, from, from back in the day. It says this, and one of the lines is this, look at the stars. 
And they say, look up and you think, God made all this and he remembered to make a little speck like me. It's kind of flattering, really. Isn't it incredible that the same God who created the Milky Way and the universe and the French Alps and the San Andreas Trench and the bottom of the ocean and the Amazon rainforest created you? created me. Like creation just puts it in perspective of how big God is and how great he is and how how much care God took in creating the mountains and and the sea for us to enjoy. Like he didn't have to make the world like this. I know a lot of times before we go on uh, things like trek or times we've been out, uh, you know, hiking or something like that, I I kind of get this, I try to put this visual in people's minds. Anybody ever seen, I'm sure most of you, seen the, the game Minecraft, everything's a square? You know, like, I'm, I'm pro Minecraft, I'm fine. But here's the thing. God didn't make the world all squares, right? And I'm glad of that. Because this weekend, as we go to uh, the winter retreat, it's really cool that God's made mountains and hills that we can go down. It's really cool that God's created things like snow that we can enjoy. Like, he is working all the time, and creation puts it in uh, perspective. I want to read another uh, psalm here. Go ahead to Psalm uh, 139. This gets a little more personal the next couple. Oh, Lord, you've examined my heart and you know everything about me. This is kind of scary to think about. Look at this next verse. You know when I sit down, like he knows if I'm going to sit down or if I'm going to... You know when I sit down or when I stand up, you know my thoughts even when I'm far away and you see me when I travel and when I rest at home, you know everything I do. I know that I'm going to say, even before I say it, Lord. He goes on to say this. He continues to talk here. And he says, you go before me and follow me. Your place of hand of blessing on my head. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too great for me to even understand. I cannot escape from your spirit. I can never get away from your presence. You see, this one, this psalm talks all about this, that we are known by our creators, even though he's made the Milky Way and he's made the Amazon rainforest. Like, he knows you personally. When you get up, when you sit down, that God knows you. Our God knows us personally. And I just love the way psalm does this and continues to point us to God and, and, and continue to point us to our creator. Last psalm I want to read tonight is another uh, one here. It says, you created me in my innermost being. This is talking about when God formed us. You knit me together in my mother's womb. And I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. And your works are wonderful. Maybe for some of you that like you have a negative self-image of yourself tonight, maybe that's what you need to go home with tonight, that you would just remember you were fearfully and wonderfully made and that God says this, his works are wonderful and I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was in the secret place in my mother's womb, even as I was woven together in the depths of the earth. It goes on to say this in the next verse, in verse 16, your eyes saw my unformed body, all the days ordained were written in your book before the one came to being. How precious to me are your thoughts, God. How vast is the sum of them. Where I count them, they would outnumber the grains of the sand. When I awake, I'm still with you. You see, God is reflected in creation. Here's something kind of cool. He's reflected in you. 
When you got up this morning and went into the mirror to brush your teeth, do your hair, make sure you're fit, it's right, you know, whatever it is you do, that reflection looking back at you, do you realize this? It, 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 even us, like even our reflections are simply reflecting back something about the Creator because we are made in His image. Like something about you, when you look at your reflection in the rearview mirror of your car or when you're walking by a window, uh, as you look at making sure you know that, that you're, you're okay, you're put together. Like here's the thing, we're simply reflecting back God along with all of creation. That we're made by this really, really good creation. We worship with all of creation. Everything you see is worship. The stars, the moon, yourself, it's all, everything is, is supposed to point to God. And God is this really creative God. And you and I were created to reflect God's creative creativity. And I want to encourage you in your worship to do things creative. Like tonight, uh, Michaela's using her creative talents here. And making this really cool painting that she's going to continue to work on tonight as we go. You know what she's doing right now? She's painting, yes. I don't know if you realize this or not, but that's worship. You see, some of you have these crazy creative talents that, uh, like Michaela here. Some of you are really good at, at drawing, or you're really good with some charcoal, or you're really good uh, with a pencil. And here's the thing. When we use it to glorify God, it is, it's worship. God's this cool, creative type thing. He's a creator. And I want to encourage you, when it comes to worshiping God, do something creative with it. Maybe it's art. Maybe it's you're a musician. There's all kinds of things where you can do with music or video or writing that glorifies God. Maybe it's studying scripture and you want to use that for worship. Maybe it's talking to God silently or out loud. Maybe it's reading a book or listening to a message about God. Maybe it's helping or serving someone. There's all these kinds of ways to worship God than not just singing with our voice. With our voice, yes, very important. We see it all through Scripture. It's something we're called to do: it is to worship Him with our voices. Maybe it's saying thank you to God for something He's done. There are so many ways we can worship: in a crowd, or alone, outside, inside. Doesn't matter. In a soft chair, or sitting on a rock on a hill. All kinds of ways we can worship God through words, sometimes through actions, many times with our minds, because God is a good creator that we can worship with all of creation. I want to watch a video to, to end up my part tonight. And uh, this video is a video of like a, uh, you guys know what a flash mob is? Where it's like starts small and all of a sudden it keeps growing and growing and growing. I want to use this video to kind of end my message tonight. And afterwards, I'll, I'll kind of put a bow on it tonight. Uh, but would you check out this, this, this quick video? That's about three minutes long. And then uh, I'll finish up here tonight.
here's what I know. I know for a lot of us, we feel like when we worship, we're just the one dude at the beginning with the cello. I feel like it's just me. I'm really a nothing. But here's what I want you to walk home with tonight. Here's what I want you to go home with tonight is this, that you are invited to become members of a grand symphony with all of creation, the stars, the moon, the sun, the waves, the beauty, all of it is worshiping and God saying, hey, would you join in the grand symphony? Tonight as we worship, it's not just our voices. It's not just our hearts. All of creation is crying out and groaning and worshiping God and giving Him glory. Tonight we kind of switched it up and we're gonna, we kind of back in and we're going to end with worship and we'll go to life groups. But here's what I hope. I hope as you worship tonight that you will realize that you're worshiping with all of creation. All of creation is pointing to the glory of God. Will you pray with me before we worship? God, we thank you that you're worthy of our glory. We thank you for your goodness and your grace and your kindness. And God, now we join in with the sun and the moon and the stars. We join in with the mountains and rivers. We join in the animals. We join in with other human beings on this earth. We join in with one another. Just declaring your goodness tonight. God, we thank you that you've put, made us part of this symphony. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's worship tonight.